From WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt, and we have a special edition of the show. For the next two weeks, we'll be leaving Studio A to check out the new Fargo venue in DeKalb. Listen this hour for a live performance from Fern Teal, recorded at Fargo, and we'll hear more about this new venue that's bringing some events back to downtown DeKalb. Members of Fern Teal will join us as well to tell us more about the band, their music, and about organizing this concert. On a personal level, that show was, for me at least, it's just a really good milestone. It's Fern Teal, live at Fargo, coming up this hour on a new edition of Sessions from Studio A. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A. We've got a special episode of the show for you this week, recorded live at the new Fargo venue in DeKalb. We'll hear music from Fern Teal, a three-piece band that formed while attending Northern Illinois University. As always, let's get right into their performance now. Recorded live at the Fargo venue in DeKalb, this is Fern Teal performing Golden Hour.
Whirly bird season only lasts so long. Leaf wings coat the streets and pavement. They are green before they're spun, dancing from a life of wonderment. Time well spent, or is it? Fern Teal on sessions from Studio A. The band is Kevin Miller playing bass, Amelia Harlovic on piano and singing those amazing operatic vocals, and sessions from Studio A's own intern extraordinaire, Chris Kenny on drums. I caught up with Fern Teal after the show at Fargo to learn more about this band. So last time, um, Chris and Amelia, you are uh, familiar faces on the show here. Last time you were here, you performed under just the name Amelia Harlovic. So tell us a little bit about um, this decision to change the name to Fern Teal. I just thought it made sense. Um, together we're more of an ensemble rather than just myself being the front woman, which is kind of what it was when it was me and Chris. Mm-hmm. And the name just kind of rolled off the tongue and we went with it. We really liked it, especially after the Fargo show. We thought, let's just go for this and see where it takes us. Nice. Yeah, Amelia and I had been playing as like a duo for a while. Like we met in school and then like kind of when you were graduated, she just kind of, you know, we started jamming and I, she would be like, yeah, can you come down? I'm, I'm doing the set uh, here with like this open mic. And I would like drive down. One time I filled in Cajon for her. We did a, nice. started doing radio gigs at the beginning of COVID. Um, yeah, and then you just got this idea, like, we were looking, we wanted to turn this into something else, because, like, yeah, we've been playing for a while, and, you know, some musical chemistry, and we thought of Kevin, right. and we hit him up, and he was down, and, yeah, and I feel like Fern is, like, a new chapter. Yeah, I like that idea of making it, like, the collective versus just a solo project, but um, what does the name Fern Teal mean? Uh, tell me about this. So, Fern Teal was slash is a real person who at one point lived in Bloomington Normal, Illinois, and um, would house undergraduate and graduate students at the college. And my dad was actually one of them, along with one of his friends. And she was an older woman, maybe in her 60s, who had this open basement uh, where she would rent rooms and uh, let them stay. At, for a good price, uh, and he stayed there for a summer, and her name was Fern Teal, only it was spelled T-E-E-L, uh, so I just changed it to the color. Wow. Was she a hippie? <laughs> I would guess, with a name like that. <laughs> you kind of have to be at that point. <laughs> That's amazing, so it's actually a person. Wow. I like to imagine she she's a fan of the band. <laughs> yeah, does she know that she has a band named after her? So Maybe this is late seventies, <laughs> elderly woman. Oh, okay. okay. I would hope yeah. you know wherever yeah. she is now, she's Maybe. hearing it somehow. 
This one's for you, Fern. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about coming into this duo and um, adding bass to the group. It's been really cool coming in on bass because, to a degree, some of it's kind of prescribed. You already kind of know what you have to play. Mm. But then you can find little spots where you either know that you could add a little fill that'll add to the overall picture or what's trying to be said. Or you could find a way to incorporate the melody into it. And a lot of the stuff is really melodic. So Right. Um, I actually caught this stuff. Amelia put out a single on Spotify, like over beginning of pandemic time or something. And I caught it and was listening to it. And I was like, wow, this is really unique stuff. It's not like cookie cutter or by the form stuff. So like I was really excited when they reached out to me and already kind of knew some of the stuff. So I'm looking forward to finding ways to add to the overall story that's being told with a lot of stuff.
Teal on Sessions from Studio A. You are hearing a live performance recorded at the new Fargo venue in DeKalb. After the break, we'll talk with Fargo's Ariel Reese and Emily Grobe, and we'll hear more original music from Fern Teal. Stick around for more music and conversation this hour. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A. I've been thinking about you, right? I've been thinking, I've been thinking about you. He assumes I eat peaches from the tree. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A with music performed live by Fern Teal this hour. This week's show was recorded at the new Fargo venue in DeKalb. And in a little bit, we'll hear more about that new spot. But first, this is Fern Teal performing live on Sessions from Studio A. Thank you. This next one is actually also inspired by a train, and it's called Forever Inbound. And um, I think like all like uh, Illinois suburb kids romanticize riding the metro at one point or another in their life, just like coming into the city with that that green tinted window. You know the one? It's like kind of tinted green. I think that was actually like the original Instagram filter, the first one ever. <laughs> Inspo. So, it's got that going. It's called Forever Inbound. 
picture shy town, August sundown. I know soon I have to get together somehow. Still I'm thriving on my view. Silly tests and deadlines don't exist when I am with you. A strange love. I've waited so long to hear your footsteps upon my lawn. To a rooftop I once wandered Measuring my time between relationships I've squandered There's a story down below The hint of guilty pleasure seeping from a bedroom window It's a strange You can't press pause, you can't rewind Truest love is hard to find And when we're not looking, it flies past our eyes Like a wishing star in the night, 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 night My name's Ariel Reese and I own Fargo Skateboarding uh, in DeKalb and uh, I've had it for 15 years this year. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Exciting. Uh, my name's Emily Grobe. I just recently started working with Fargo in the beginning of the summer. Uh, Ariel brought me on to help start up the new venue space. And so I remember going to your old location um, on Lincoln Highway. And now you've moved over to this new location, not only opened up this giant indoor skate park, which is awesome, but we now have this Fargo venue too. So tell us a little bit about kind of how the business has grown um, in these recent years, opening up these new ventures. Yeah, um, the skate shop started in 2007. 
Uh, under the name Small Town Skate Shop, I had a business partner at the time. I've looked at the Fargo building for probably about 15 years. Uh, at the time, it was dry storage. Like there were cars and things yeah. just stored in the in the building. We rented out a piece of it, and it was a community effort. I had key holders, so people would pay a monthly fee, and we all built ramps together, and we just kind of made this private uh, skate spot for just you know the our little group of people. It really was hard to manage, so I looked out to see what resources I can I could find to get help, and uh, I got a hold of the SBDC, the Small Business Development Center, and uh, the lady that came out to see my business came and saw the skate shop. She's like, "This is cool," and I was like, "Hey, I do this thing privately down the street. I have this indoor skate park with a few friends." She saw the space and she said, you're going to open this up to the public. And I was like, wow, lady, (laughs) I don't know how we're going to do that. Pretty straightforward. (laughs) That (laughs) sounds really ambitious. I could never imagine how we're financially going to do this. Like that's, that's wild. But you know what? I worked with her for a few years, but now I can be open to the public. So it was a huge like undertaking. It took about probably I would say four years of work. We're in the Fargo Theater building, which was built in 1929. And with the lobby also came another storefront, um, which is now the venue, what what we call the Fargo venue. And uh, just the space is a very beautiful space. It's got these big south facing windows with great lighting. And I just knew I wanted to make that a space for the community. So I knew that I needed somebody who was creative, wanted to work with uh, artists of all types. And I'm just so lucky that my friend, Erin, she's like, I have the perfect person. I have the perfect person, and her name's Emily, <laughs> and this is Emily. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us yeah. about kind of how you came on board and getting started with the, the new venue. Yeah, I'm so lucky that we have Erin as a mutual friend, <laughs> um, but she told me about how they were opening this space, that they wanted to be not only like this creative, awesome thing, but like for the community, and like that's always been my dream and goal in life is to just do things that help people have fun and be happy and support the community and uh, hopefully you know use the degree that I got (laughs) along the way and so uh, it was like the perfect opportunity and I really liked that I was able to jump in right at its beginning before there was really even anything going on the renovations of the space were still happening and So I helped design a logo for the venue um, as our first kind of project. And I also did uh, sort of a loose business plan for like what we were thinking at the time, which uh, we we do obviously, like she said, a lot more than just uh, the live music. And we honestly weren't expecting the music part of it to come in so soon because we were like, we don't have any equipment. We don't have like, we don't have a PA or anything yet. It's just a room, but there's been so much interest in it. And so many musicians have just been like, Hey, can we play in there? It's just kind of worked out that way. But we also, we also rent out the space. Um, We have had a couple art shows in there now. We've done some like yoga classes. I taught a printmaking workshop, like. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's all kinds of different stuff, not just um, music. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see a place though for bands to to play Mm -hmm. in DeKalb. My my personal uh, goals with this space is that I really want it to be, um, I want it to be like a cozy, safe place that people like know they can come hang out they can you know watch a show see a comedian you know look at some art um just hang out study like whatever you know I want it to feel like a place that you know the skaters can come and hang out like when they're taking a break from 
being back in the park. I want it to feel like a place that um, people who have no relation to the skate community can come in and Mm -hmm. enjoy something. And I think that, um, like you said, there's kind of a uh, negative space in DeKalb that needs to be filled for you know, creative things of all kind, but, but yeah, like live events especially. And so Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that like coming through the pandemic and I I just think that there's like this huge desire uh, in the community to want to come together again and enjoy things together and try new things. And so Mm -hmm. I think um, we're coming in at a good time to be built and ready to go and like, just hit the ground running and get people in and having a good time. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A. That was my conversation with Ariel Reese, owner of Fargo Skateboarding and the new Fargo venue, and Emily Grobe, who is coordinating events for the new space. When we return from the break, we'll hear more from Fern Teal's live performance recorded at Fargo. Stay with us for more live music coming up this hour on Sessions from Studio A. This is Sessions from Studio A. Thanks for joining us this hour. And if you're just tuning in, our guest is Fern Teal. They're a three-piece band that formed here in DeKalb with a great pop-rock piano sound, influenced by artists like Regina Spector. We'll talk more with them in just a moment, but first, back to their live performance at DeKalb's new Fargo venue. This is Fern Teal on Sessions from Studio A. Yeah, so this this one is like really, 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 really old. Um, And I wrote it when I took like, you know, like when you're a freshman in college, you have to take an elective and you take music appreciation because you're like, oh, this will be interesting. Like as, you know, my fellow musicians out there, I see you like, oh, this will be interesting. And then it's like so not interesting. Um, But I did. um, That's the first time I ever heard Porgy and Bess, uh, which is the only opera George Gershwin ever wrote. Uh, and there's a song in there, Porgy sings, uh, I got no lock on the door, that's no way to be. Uh, so I really liked it and stuck it into a song. So it's called No Locks on the Door. Scraped off all the honey I had festered neath the vine. Still, my heart don't fill with sorrow. I'll stay awake up tomorrow with the same peace of mind. I got no lock on the door. That's no way to be. That's no way to be. You must do the rug from the floor. That's okay with me. That's okay with me. Hopscotch with my words. Try to send them all one by one. Continental thought my tongue, and they all came out in hurt. I got no luck on the door. That's no way to be. That's no way to be. You must steal the rug from the floor. That's okay with me. That's okay with me.
Why don't I just buy a blue and yellow parka? That way I'll be a conformist, but from a different decade. Why is it we always feel we're born in the wrong era? Ah, French Revolution in my own personal wartime blade. you have to go and break through the window oh evidence of your trespasses scattered on the floor too many knickknacks and things for my own damn good but what's worth more is no lock on the door no lock on the door, no lock on the door, the door, the door. So set the scene a little bit for us. Tell us a little bit about the show that night. I know it was a blustery one. <laughs> I had never been to this venue before, but there were a ton of plants, which was super welcoming. Like a ton of ferns. And it was think, just, yeah, yeah, yeah a ton of ferns, probably some ferns, yeah, oh my gosh. One or two. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to do a show, me and Morgan Turner of uh, Morgan Turner Quartet, we had started playing gigs like at, with this blues band that I play with um, in Bolingbroke and she sat in on a gig once and we just like really clicked so we wanted to do more projects together I helped record her recital in November and then after that went really well we were like yo we should do another show here it's a really cool vibe so I kind of wanted to push an event and because of COVID I, I think it was like the perfect time where like you know people are like yeah I kind of want to get out right now and um a lot of the bands got to perform, you know, that really haven't had an out for a while. So, right. like, us included. Right. And, man, I got to say, that, that was one of the happiest times I had ever been in a while. Like, um, I had, in 2017, when I was like, I tried throwing this fundraiser show through the Women's Rec Center in DeKalb. And I was trying to raise, like, like, like funds for, like, soundproofing uh, for the music building. And I was like way in over my head. I gave it like myself like a month or two to put the show together. And I like planned it during finals week. So like obviously nobody was going to come. <laughs> oh man. It was like a pretty big failure. And like in the back of my head while I was planning the show, like that was kind of going on. And I was thinking about that. And I'm just really glad that it was a success and that like people showed up and were able to deliver and like had good performances. It just like, it, and like on a ethereal sense, it was really cool. But also like on a personal level, like, that show was, for me at least, was just, I don't know, it was just a really good milestone. I think DeKalb 
just needed a place like that for a long time. Rest in peace, House Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great to see everybody come together and share their art. And and so, Kevin, was that your first kind of night all three playing together out, too? Yeah, out in public? I think it was, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was, there, it was. The world premiere. It was also one of my first times playing in DeKalb. My parents oh, cool. are both from NIU, so... Uh, it's like the world's stomping grounds. They were like super excited. They're like, you gotta check out this place. Walk past here. What are some future plans for you three? What's on the horizon as we um, get into this spring here? Yeah, like I said, we want to implement uh, more ensemble pieces and um, just gig as much as possible and maybe start recording possibly soon. It's exciting. And your stuff is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, do you uh, all do your own production, right? You kind of produce your own music, or do you have a studio you go to? Tell us about that. Oh, man. It's been all (laughs) over the place. I mean, I I had a song, I think, on Spotify that I just recorded one hot summer night in my room. like, And I had built a fort of sorts because I was making a video from the night before with, like, this backdrop. So I was just like under all these lights and just like honed in and just made that. And then for another track on that same EP, it was um, tape. And then there was one digital. So I don't have one place that I go to to record, but actually Chris um, has helped me record quite a few things uh, in his um, home studio as well. So it's been like a hodgepodge of places to go to that was my first it. that was my first uh true recording experience was uh working on splitting with you where we we were i think we were like really ambitious like in a really good way where like we really wanted high expectations for ourselves and it really like pushed both of us to become better um man it was such good experience and it like i listened back and it was like i you know obviously with new ears there's always things that you're like yeah i could do better but <laughs> I'm really proud of like what we did there. Um, not only for like both of our careers, but also like our friendship. Aww. Made this other. It's <laughs> gonna start crying. <laughs> no, it's like really made this like um, bond. Um, besides that, we've done a couple places. Like we worked with handwritten recording sometimes. Uh, one time, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in Chicago, and that was a really cool experience. Being in a professional studio. Um, it kind of shows you kind of like the different levels. And I, I'm always blown away at like what you can do in the home studio nowadays. Like it's- mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tell us one more time where people can find music and some more stuff from Fern Teal. You can listen to Fern Teal on YouTube if you just search Fern Teal. And you can also listen to Fern Teal on Bandcamp. Same thing for free. Check it out. We have an Instagram we just started, Fern Teal, but you replace the first E with a three. So like F3RN Teal. So like that's something like Amelia just put it together in like a week or two. We already had like 150 followers, which is like, nice. it's really cool. And like we've been posting more content to that lately. So um, yeah, that's another place to check out. Uh, yeah. In the opera world, you should check out the Falling and the Rising Opera at Edge Theatre on April 24th, because I also do that as well. Oh, okay. You are going to be performing in this opera? Tell Uh, us about that. It's called The Falling and the Rising, and it follows a soldier who is making uh, a video for her 13-year-old daughter because she's overseas. And her daughter's turning 13, so she has to send her a video recording because it's 2 a.m. where her daughter is. And all of a sudden, there's this huge explosion, uh, and it actually puts her into a coma. And all these doctors come around and induce the coma. And she meets all of these characters throughout her coma-induced state. And I'm one of the characters she meets called Toledo. And all these characters kind of represent uh, her place in the army or like a piece of her in the army. It's a very, very powerful, moving piece. It's a 21st century English uh, work by Zach Redler and Jerry Dye. And yeah, that's at the Edge Theater. I'm pretty sure I have that right, Friday, April 24th. It could be Friday, April 23rd, but it's that weekend. It's the weekend after Easter. So come check it out if you like opera some chamber opera i gotta say amelia man i, I really respect because she's I, to the audience like she 
is also doing her masters right now. She's got that and her recital and like doing all this fern stuff. And you're, you're a busy it woman. Work, man. Yes, it's exciting. Fern Teal, thank you all so much again for coming out today and talking with us and letting us record your show at Fargo. Again, we got Kevin on bass, Chris. Yes, woo! And Chris Kenny on the kit. And I'm Amelia Harlovic on keys and voice. And this next one. Uh, th so I feel like everybody uh, at home has like a like a junk drawer, like not necessarily a junk drawer where you're putting like a pair of scissors and like some batteries and things like that. More of like a box of things that you've sort of outgrown, or maybe they're items from a person that you've sort of outgrown, but you're not quite ready to let go of them yet. Uh, this song is kind of inspired by that idea and how the world just sort of moves around these items and dust gathers and things change, the walls are painted different colors and all that, um, but yet remains this box of things that you hold on to. It's called Jar. And you've been listening to sessions from Studio A this hour. That was Fern Teal closing out their live set at DeKalb's new Fargo venue. That last song was called Jar, and you can find behind-the-scenes live video of the band playing that one over on WNIJ.org. You can also find the full podcast of this week's show over there as well. A huge thanks to Fern Teal for letting us tag along and record their performance, and to the Fargo Venue. You can find more info about their events online at FargoVenue.com. And you can find more music from Fern Teal, streaming and available to download on Bandcamp. You can also follow them on Instagram at Fern Teal for more news from the band. Join us next week as we continue this short series at the Fargo Venue. We'll have a great performance from the Morgan Turner Quartet. 
If you are a local artist interested in being featured on our show, send us in a submission with some music over to sessions at niu.edu. Sessions from Studio A is produced at WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University by yours truly, along with Jared Ortega and Chris Kenny. I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks for joining me this week, and I'll see you next time on Sessions from Studio A. Studio A.